Good morning, everyone. Just want to welcome you to our Sunday school. All right, we're going to be in chapter 49 of the book of Isaiah today. So make sure you guys get your books or the uh, study guide if you guys were um, are following along in that. The personal study guide is available on our church Facebook group page um, and you can go and download that and follow along. We're, session, we're in session 10 today. So if you guys will get your Bibles or your study guides and flip on over to there. The title today is God Comforts. And man, do we need some comforting today. Talking about all the stuff that is going on today. All the, I wouldn't call it craziness, just uh, complexities of everything. One of the things that I did not get to do yesterday. One of the things that I did not get to do yesterday was listen to um, the assumed has it been confirmed confirmed but the assumed president-elect but i heard that he had some good words to say and maybe i don't think that uh, a lot of people are going to really hear him out right now but um one of the things that i had heard him talk about well not i heard him talk about but one of the things that i know that he mentioned was healing our country and in today's bible study the one of the one of the um illustrations that the author is trying to use is a band-aid now we all know what band-aids are for right little minor cuts scrapes or bruises i don't know not so much a bruise maybe like to let you know that it's still there maybe i don't know but minor cuts and scrapes right you might put a band-aid on think about when you was younger and how much comfort that band-aid provided that assurance and see if you can go back and you can remember yeah you you all you really wanted was that band-aid all you really wanted was that 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 uh so to speak that little um item that covered your wound right it wasn't so much that you knew that you needed stitches or you know you had a really bad injury all you was looking for was that healing to start to take place that that removal maybe that pain right um no matter how big or small applying that bandage seemed to make it better and sometimes we even wanted our mom just to acknowledge that we were hurt and you know to do their little thing someone may have been kissing or someone may have been patting some <laughs> some someone may have just reminded us hey you're older than making a big deal about that go on and play and you know not using those kind of words but we get the point right snap out of it go on get on in isaiah we see god comforting his people it says after this is the writer speaking it says after decades of babylonian captivity and exile from their land god promised to rescue the remnant nation redemption is both immediate and forthcoming then forthcoming the nation would return to their land and have it restored most significantly the servant of the lord would bring the message of salvation to the world and we see that even in today, we see the comforting that the Bible can can provide us in that there is a better time ahead. There's going to be turmoil. There's going to be things going on. There's going to be a complex world that we live in today. But knowing God will complete what he said that he's going to do, complete bring bring to to realization the promise that he's given us we can take a little bit of comfort in that jesus is the ideal servant and ultimate fulfillment of god's promise as the servant messiah he's the light of the world offering salvation to the ends of the earth and the one to whom one day every knee will bow and i really like that verse out of romans 14 my phone will not unlock hold on so i want to read that real quick 
Um, moving through Romans, um, you, you can see that was our study during the uh, springtime. Moving through Romans, you've seen that there was like three separate sections in Romans and that uh, verse or chapter 12, chapter 11, chapter 12 tra- starts that transition into living a new life. And then 12 talks about uh, re- re- renewing our mind. 13 is about how we are supposed to look at certain things of this world. But then 14 uh, really starts that um, setting the standard, so to speak. And again, we were in Romans, so you guys should have your study guides and you guys can go back and reflect. But it says, starting in verse 9 of chapter 14, verse 9 of Romans, Christ died and returned to life for this, that he might be Lord over the dead, over both the dead and the living. But you, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you despise your brother or sister for where we will stand? For where will we, for we will, yeah, for we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me and every tongue will give praise to God. And we can see that in here. We're going to start reading. Uh, let's see. We'll start in verse 1 of chapter 49. It says, Coasts and islands, listen to me. Distant peoples, pay attention. The Lord called me before I was born. He named me while I was in my mother's womb. He made my words like a sharp sword. He hid me in the shadow of his hand. He made me like a shepherd or sharpened arrow. He hid me in his quiver. He said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I myself said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and futility. Yet my vindication is with the Lord and my reward is with my God. Isaiah was declaring that the servant Israel was called to be God's spokesperson um, before they were even thought of. You see, when God created the world, right? He had a plan and he established that plan um, long before then we even can really think about it, right? We can even uh, start to really wonder or ponder about it. And that's what Isaiah is talking about, the whole nation of Israel. See, the nation of Israel was called to be his, his God's spokesperson to the rest of the world. And God made a point that Israel has a role in this. Um, sometimes we might be, we might hear that. Uh, sorry, my phone. Yeah, I hope you guys probably didn't hear that. Sometimes we're told that God has a plan. God has uh, things set out in, in advance and all this type of stuff. But sometimes we really don't take it to heart because um, we might not understand that we play a part. You see, when you go, and if any of you guys have ever uh, been in any type of production, I'm not talking about movie and film and uh, a book or a music, um, a song or anything like that. But any type of production to be able to get something done, an event, so to speak. It's one thing to go and experience the event, go and see, take in the sights and sounds of whatever they're they're doing um, to display or perform, but it's a whole nother thing to actually be a part of it, you see? And that's what Isaiah was telling Israel, is that God has a plan, God has this huge plan, but you play an important part. And he's speaking to his people. He's talking about how they play a critical role in all of this. And see, once you understand that, once you get that feeling uh, for whatever it is, if you're if you're the election the election is is, uh, is a big topic right now but to really get that election done you need people you need things you need technology right here in our precinct our voting precinct I don't know if it's like this across the state I would assume it is because everything has to be the same but they have these 
suitcases with these electronic devices in there. So when you mark your ballot, you scan it in, it tallies the results and keeps them safe and all that type of stuff. Well, somebody had to play a, somebody had to play a role in that. Not only to get the equipment there and to get all the stuff uh, needed to make that function and run, but to develop the technology, to develop um, all the things that we would have to do to get that thing running, right? The electricity has to be at that building or it has to run on battery power or whatever you see those people played an important role in getting that done and that's what he's trying to tell israel to uh then was that you play an important role in this you're supposed to be the spokesperson the spokesperson is kind of like the representative too to be an example not only to talk and to tell them but also to show it but we also have one individual the the person that was promised the the ex, the shining example of of god's ultimate plan was to uh get rid of death get rid of sin and to establish eternal life and that was through jesus christ um let's move on on this right here hold on my good grief sorry my phone is like really small compared to my tablet which is like huge so <laughs> bouncing between the two i like sometimes inadvertently open things i'm not supposed to then i can't get back to my bible app there it is and now this is verse five and now says the lord who formed me from the womb to be his servant to bring jacob back to him so that israel might be gathered to him for i am honored in the sight of the lord and my god is my strength he says it is not enough for you to be my servant raising up the tribes of jacob and restoring the protected ones of israel i will also make you a light for the nations to be my salvation to the ends of the earth this is what the lord the redeemer of israel his holy one says to the one who is despised to to one abhorred by people to a servant of rulers kings will see princes will stand up and they will all bow down because of the lord who is faithful the holy one of israel and he has chosen you isaiah was explaining that the role of the servant was to lead a group of people back to god as a result the restored people would honor would honor god would honor him the servant would further be a light to all people extending god's salvation to the ends of the earth israel's difficult situation would give the people an opportunity to carry out god's purposes for them and you see um sometimes we're we're faced with the fact that we don't have like uh the most pleasant of times right Sometimes we're we're faced with the the realization that it's a tumultuous time, a, a troubled time, but there's a reason for that. And if you've been chosen by God, which we all have, to to be a leader to our congregations, our families, our communities, uh, where we're going through these things, there's a reason because so that we can point people to the one who we're following, which is the Lord Jesus Christ and God. Um, Let's see how does today's this is a good question right here how does today's believers mission compared to the mission of god mission compared to the mission god gave to israel this refers back to the calling and if there's any verse that's more what do you call it pointed to about the mission of today's servants today's christians um is matthew 28 and we say 28 20 but it's actually like three verses right there and there's specific things that we have to do in there but Jesus summarizes our instructions. Under his authority, believers are to go throughout the world making disciples. When you make disciples, a true a true leader doesn't have to necessarily make anything. They draw it out. They formulate. They help coach. They help mentor. They help establish what's already inside them. They, they help realize their the gift, right? So making disciples doesn't mean go beat them over the head with a Bible. It means to take an interest in what they're doing, help guide them along, 
teach them what they don't already know, right? And we all know how to, well, most of us, <laughs> some babies maybe watch it, but we all know how to count to 10, right? We don't need to know how to count to 10, um, you know, different ways. We all just need to know how to count to 10. And then we can move on from there. Well, there was, uh, seven days in the creation of the earth see we don't have to we don't have to go over the basics and we just move on and we enlighten we we help provide a different perspective because we're all unique right so making that disciples allows us to express our unique background our unique uh situations and help enlighten and that's what he's told us it's right there he says this is what the lord of the redeem the lord the redeemer of israel his holy one says um Sorry, I was back up a little bit further. It says, um, it is not enough for you to be my servant, raising up the tribes of Jacob and restoring the protected ones of Israel. I will also make you a light for the nations to be my salvation to the ends of the earth. You see, talking about going out, talking about that the message doesn't stop here. And the message doesn't stop in this one little broadcast, right? There's other live streams going on right now saying the same thing. We are called to further god's kingdom baptize new disciples in the name of the holy trinity and teach disciples to obey god's word you see we encounter people we make make disciples that, that's what's in the text but it's like that word make gets kind of uh complicated sometimes but being a leader being being a leader by being a servant uh serving the people but then going through the laws going through the ordinances that he has prescribed to us right but then to teach them god's law and what is God's law? Sometimes this gets complicated. Was that the Ten Commandments? Is that is that the whole uh, list of laws that Israel at this time was using? No, Jesus gave us new commandments. He said, love God and love your neighbor as you would yourself. And that doesn't mean anything about us. And that's God's law to show love, to show love. In what practical ways can we be light to can we be a light to others? Evangelizing can occur at any time in any place and with anyone. It isn't limited to missions across the globe. Opportunities to go exist near and far. And you know, it's really, really crazy to hear that in today's time because we are encouraged to shelter in place, right? Those quotes. We're encouraged to stay at home. We're encouraged to wear our masks, to wear PPE when we're out, to take precautions when we're out there. That goes against what God is telling us to do physically, but spiritually, this stuff can take place at any time. And that's what, that's what, um, not only the author, the author, but pastors across the nation today are saying, this isn't, you can't put God in a box and, and put him on a shelf and say, oh, we're going to, when we get back to church, we'll bring you out. He is working. Join him now in, in, in whatever respect that you can, because this evangelizing can take place anywhere, even through the, the screens or the equipment that we have and all that type of stuff. It can work. God can work through that. Now it's a lot more because we need each other it's a lot more uh dynamic being in a social atmosphere it's a lot more energizing when we're around people but you don't need that to be able to have that relationship with god now it's good to go and cooperatively worship just like it was seen in our study with uh acts a couple weeks ago the reason they were being blessed then was because they were coming together as a group and providing for everybody else you see uh they were working just like people are today they're still continuing to work for the homeless and the needy and and all those other ones that are without right now they're providing for them and you can't do that through the screen you can't get and that's what the call is to work now that might be different things you might be a little bit more technology oriented like i am and and get all this stuff around for for your church and everything you might be a big strong guy 
or girl. You might you might be able to lift things and, and do things. You might be able to sing music and you need to be able to do that. And you need to practice your uh, technique to be able to help and serve God the best way you know how. Displaying Christ-like character, attitude, actions, and speech in our everyday interactions brings light to dark places and situations. And I know I'm running a little bit behind on my time, but that is what it's all about, is living a Christ centered life and that means obeying god's law love god love your neighbor but being an example being a servant whenever you can and in every situation right that doesn't mean going out there again like what i said going to make disciples doesn't mean beating people over the head with the bible it means showing love it means showing that you care because again that's going to be pointing to god being that example is going to lead them to god Okay, and we're going to read the last few verses here. Uh, this is what the Lord says. I will answer you in a time of favor and I will help you in a day of salvation. I will keep you and I will appoint you to be a covenant for the people to restore the land, to make them possess the desolate inheritances. Saying to the prisoners, come out and to those who are in darkness, show yourselves. They will feed along the pathways and their pastures will all be on the barren heights. They will not hunger or thirst. The scorching heat or sun will not strike them for their compassionate one will guide them and lead them to springs. And that's really, really cool because when we're really thirsty, when we're really, we think about cool water, right? Not all springs. There's some hot springs out there, but there are cool springs as well. We have some around here where the water literally like flows out of the, the, the ground, the rocks and stuff like that. But it's a cool thirst quenching water. And we get that pic picture. What it's painting right here is that our servant is going to lead this lead lead us to that they're going to they're going to um show us uh true restoration I will make, verse 11, I will make all my mountains into a road and my highways will be raised up. See, these will come from far away, from the north and from the west and from the land of Sinem. Shout for joy, you heavens. Earth rejoice. Mountains break into joyful shouts. For the Lord has comforted his people and will have compassion on his afflicted ones. Man, that's a awesome verse to end on, but also to visualize. Like, um... When we think of that that celebration um, for completing a journey, for completing anything, we just feel relaxed. And those verses right there kind of relaxed me a little bit. Is that there's a there's a glorious end to this uh, time, to this to this place, and that's what he's talking about. At the proper time, God removed the, would remove the remnant from exile, restore the land, and replenish them. Verse 10 is quoted in Revelations 7, 16, and 17. Eternal provision and refreshing await all believers. See, and a spring kind of... Uh, um, is a good example of that. While there might not be an endless supply, like we think that, you know, there's aquifer, an aquifer has a big old groundwater supply and everything like that. While we might not think that that's endless, we don't see it on the earth, on earth when we're looking at that spring. And a lot of people probably thought the same way. That's why they dug wells uh, in, in, in the old world at that time was because they could get a source of water that would never run out, so to speak. And if they did, they just dug it deeper and all that type of stuff, right? That's the endless love and that's the endless replenishment of life that we're going to experience once we get to that time once we get to that time you see he's he never 
tells us when that time is, but he gives us the promise and the hope that it would come just like he didn't say, I mean, he gave signs and everything like that, but he didn't give a date of when Jesus would come, but he came. And see, that's the promise and the hope that we have to hold on to is that we're not given a certain time, a second, minute, you know, all that type of stuff, but we're given the promise and hope that God will send Jesus back. He will return to reclaim us again. Um, Wrapping it up here. Uh, let's see here. God would deliver all the Israelites from exile just as he promised. The above display God's the above display God's under undeserved mercy and grace and his comforting and compassionate nature. Um he talks about when he says, um, let's see, for the Lord will have will have comforted his people and will have compassion on the afflicted ones. Um he doesn't leave anybody out. It's for everybody, just like the message of the gospel is for everybody. God loves everyone, he loves all of us. All we have to do is claim that love return that love back to him uh recognize him as the savior as as lord of our life you see and then we have a relationship with him so there is a challenge here it talks about uh, another holiday coming up first of all i want to mention that uh let's see here the eighth let me, let me look at my calendar real quick i don't want to <sighs> we have what in the world is wrong i can't uh they changed the icons again and i was like whatever cool Okay, so we will. Um, we'll have a nice little Veterans Day, uh, uh, Wednesday night, or yeah, Wednesday Bible study. But uh, I want to mention that Veterans Day is a very, very important holiday to be able to recognize not only the 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 ceasefire and and all that type of stuff, the 11, 11, 11. Um, but we want to recognize all of our veterans, uh, past and 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 serving right now and and have retired and all that type of stuff. Um, that's going to be on Wednesday, so not necessarily the next holiday, but. This says, as the Thanksgiving and holiday season approaches, seek opportunities to comfort those in need. Pray, asking God to reveal specific ways you can consider or offer relief to others. And we do things at the church and, and we'll get information about that. But specifically for the ones who aren't a part of our church or a member of our church, what can you do? Maybe you can help our church in, in doing what we're called to do to help those in need. Maybe you're far away and you can't really come to church, uh, our church or whatever, but there's other churches around you. Think about how you can help this holiday season as, as Thanksgiving's coming up, as big meals. <laughs> Natives love Thanksgiving because we like a big meal and we like to eat all day. Um, you know, cowboys, they're, they're not doing, I, I don't know if I'll watch, I'll probably watch them. It's a, it's a tradition. But think about it. How can you do that? And you first need to go to God. You need to seek him on how you can display some of that comfort, some of that love, some of that uh, relief for others. And so that's what we're going to encourage you with today. I hope you join us next Sunday, uh, session 11. What did it say? Ooh, I'm really looking forward to that. It says God justifies. So yeah, we're coming to close on our, on our Bible study here. Do we skip? No, we don't skip. I don't think so. So be sure to stay tuned. We're going to be live here in about 29 minutes uh, with brother Robert Ainey. And I'm pretty sure um, Junior and Krista, one of them is doing music as well. So uh, stay tuned and we'll be right back.